So I would like to welcome you all to a very, uh, a very, a very important and very interesting panel. A panel that talks about SMEs, about private equity investing in growth, export-oriented, small and medium enterprises, and the domestic and international view, uh, investor viewpoint. We all have a tendency when it comes to these uh, international forums to talk about mega projects, about mega companies. But at the end of the day, especially for a country like Greece and for many other countries, SMEs are the backbone of the economy. And we are delighted to have with us uh, a group of panelists who have specific expertise in this sector. EY, uh, Tassos Yosifidis, who is going to moderate it, has done tremendous work uh, as, as a firm in that particular area. We have with us uh, Mr. Tsakiris, the Deputy Minister of Development, again, in charge of this uh, area. And we have with us uh, EBRD and uh, Brook Street uh, Equity, international investors active in the Greek market, and two domestic institutional investors who are voting with their own portfolio, investing in uh, Greek SMEs. So this is a panel where we have actual practitioners with investments and at risk in the market. Uh, I'm delighted to have you. Thank you. Tasso, take it over and uh, guide us through. And again, thank you to everybody for being with us. Thank you very much, uh, Nico, for, for the opening. And um, good afternoon to, to all ladies and gentlemen watching this uh, virtual uh, conference. Um, First of all, I would like to thank uh, Olga and Nikos uh, for organizing under this ad admittedly challenging conditions this year, Capital Link Invest uh, Greek, uh, Greece Forum, which we all know for many years now well attracts the interest of the Greek international business and political communities. As, as uh, mentioned by, by Nikos, the scope of our discussion today will be focused on entrepreneurship in Greece and in particular, or with uh, in private equity investing in the growth of export-oriented Greek small and medium enterprises. In this context, we will have uh, the, the chance to, to discuss um, with domestic international institutional investors that will share their viewpoints on the matter at hand. Um, our distinguished guest, uh, uh, guests uh, include, of course, uh, Mr. Yanis Sakis, who is the Deputy Ministry of uh, Development and Investments uh, for the Hellenic Republic. Uh, Mr. Romero Sarikas, the Managing Partner of Brook Street Equity Partners. Mrs. Andrea Moraru, Director, Regional Head of Greece and Cyprus for, for EBRD. Mr. Taiki Solomos, Partner of Elikonos Capital Partners. And Mrs. Eleni Batianaki, Associate Partner of EOS Capital Partners. Uh, before, before proceeding in, uh, in the discussion and raising questions to our distinguished uh, um, uh, guests, uh, um, I would like to say to take uh, uh, four or five minutes just uh, to set a bit uh, the scenery. Um, it is uh, uh, the growth of the Greek SMEs is certainly a very hot uh, uh, topic for the Greek economy and the domestic business community. And this is due to the fact as discussed, it is the backbone of the Greek economy. Overwhelmingly consists of SMEs. Over 99% of the total enterprises are small and medium enterprises, with the majority, however, of them being micro enterprises. 
this is probably one of the weaknesses of the of the Greek economy. These enterprises, in most cases, do not enjoy economies of scale that would allow them to effectively compete internationally, and are also plagued with low productivity and poor export potential, given their low technological complexity and the low manufacturing added value of their exported goods. In this respect, as we have already highlighted in specialized studies on Greek SMEs conducted by EY along with the Hellenic Federation of Enterprises, scaling up should be a key component of their new growth model. While there are several other routes to scaling up, besides the obvious joint ventures, strategic partnerships, MNAs, this also definitely include boosting exports combined with technological innovation and the further industrialization of products. Indeed, in EY's later study on SMEs, conducted in cooperation with the Athens Chamber of Commerce and Industry, we identified a mutually reinforcing relationship between critical mass, export activity, and business size growth. The existing economic model of small-sized enterprises, combined with the country's focus and over-dependence on the tourism industry, obviously makes Greece more vulnerable to crises of unpredictable nature, such as the one we are currently experiencing. On the other, rather positive side, the SME's economic model provides added flexibility, and we have lately noticed an improvement in their economic performance, including an increase in exports, even if this partly came as a necessary response to a drop in domestic demand. Moreover, the development of a domestic startup ecosystem is gradually gaining momentum with numerous Greek startups after being backed by consecutive rounds of venture capital financing currently are attracting international investments in the digital and telecommunications network infrastructure, innovation and technology, energy, logistics and agri-food sectors. The post-COVID-19 reality slowly settling in is also bringing a change in consumer business and work habits, which coupled with the rapid technological evolution, disrupting various sectors of the economy, are accelerating the necessity for a revision of current business models, thus leading to business transformation and the rise of significant investment needs in new digital technologies across the whole value chain of enterprises. In this new environment, the Greek government is attempting to preserve a rising positive investor climate created in the months leading up to the pandemic by accelerating privatizations and public-private partnerships and paving the way for large investments, mainly in transportation, energy, technology, and renewables infrastructure. In parallel, the government appears very keen on supporting an ambitious growth plan in line with uh, Pisaridis' uh, committee considerations, taking full advantage of EU recovery and agility funds. At the heart of capital sourcing for this transformation is the ability of SMEs to also attract sophisticated domestic and international investors, such as private equity capital, especially given the potential constraints of the banking system, which could be further burdened by the new wave of MPLs generated by the new crisis. So uh, without further delay, I would like to start uh, our discussions with, um, uh, with uh, the Minister Tsakiris. And um, Minister, uh, further to, we, to the EU funding um, provided uh, to support the survival of the Greek enterprises. Uh, and given the importance of SMEs for the Greek economy. What are the reforms and the key initiatives that the government is planning in order to support 
the scaling up of uh, the small and medium enterprises, the transformation of the business model, and also the boosting of the export, the export activity um, in order to deal with the new competitive environment that uh, actually this uh, post-COVID era say, is bringing. And what can, let's say, what could be also the role of the state in the equity financing of these, uh, let's say, enterprises? Thank you very much uh, for the question, but uh, mostly thank you very much uh, for the invitation to such an important event and such a distinguished panel. Uh, you have uh, very well set the scenery uh, at the beginning of uh, the discussion. And before answering to your question, I would like to add a couple of considerations, which I believe they're complementing this scenery. Uh, when we're talking about the crisis, uh, we should uh, admit or, let's say, understand very well that we're talking, uh, we're talking about a huge external shock, which means that economists, national economy, economists, and furthermore uh, companies uh, have uh, very little space to maneuver. So it's not a national crisis, it's a world crisis. So there's no many weapons, let's say, or means to tackle the crisis, the financial crisis. That's the first thing. The second, which you also touched uh, upon, is the structure of the Greek economy. Uh, I would say that uh, compared to other European markets, uh, the Greek economy has a peculiarity, which is the extremely high number of uh, micro-enterprises. If we try to analyze this uh, structure, we could uh, argue more or less that there are 800,000 uh, enterprises in Greece, out of which 700 thousand enterprises are micro enterprises and according to a survey which from the european commission i think i don't remember the the source you you must know better the average employee number of those micro enterprises those seven hundred thousand micro enterprises which is the 90 percent almost of all greek enterprises is 1.3 employees so Somebody can say that you know this. Uh, the, let's say the the major part of Greek SMEs are simply employing one person, which is not the case, for example, in UK. I mean, uh, in UK you cannot find a police plumber. You can find a company consisting of police plumbers, but not a single police plumber. Let's say just to make kind of joke, <laughs> given the Brexit. Uh, so they're not. Uh, so that's the problem of the, the in the structure of the Greek uh, SMEs ecosystem. There are many. Uh, the majority of SMEs simply employing one person. So as you rightly said, we must uh, let's say uh, grow the size of SMEs because it's obvious that during a crisis. A sizable SME consisting, let's say, five or ten people can more easily adapt than obviously the one person or two persons to employees SMEs. Uh, and furthermore, by 
increasing the size of an SME, uh, it becomes more competitive because it can uh, use economies of scale, uh, has more human resources to, uh, to tackle issues and uh, deal with business development. And for that reason, the state, the Greek uh, government, uh, we have designed uh, an ambitious plan, let's say, to give incentives for SMEs to grow in terms of uh, size. And there are two types of incentives. First of all, there are financial incentives, uh, and uh, uh, particularly with the new funding, uh, the European Structural Fund, the new programming period that is on the way in 2021, uh, we are planning uh, some uh, programs, let's say, subsidy programs that are towards this direction, so increasing the size of uh, SMEs and uh, also obviously increasing their competitiveness. Uh, that's the first uh, part. And also we are working on, uh, but it's not yet finished, on an incentive, uh, uh, I would say, uh, not financial incentive, but uh, other type of uh, incentives like fiscal and so on and so forth uh, for, uh, again, for SMEs to grow. On the other side of uh, the equation, uh, which is again, the landscape the, of, uh, of the economy and the SMEs, this crisis has uh, uh, forced, obviously, companies to seek more debt. Uh, which means that by increasing the debt, their balance sheet is weakening. So for this purpose, we are also uh, planning to increase uh, the equity financing. There's already a big uh, program from the Hellenic Development Bank of Investments, which is more or less 1.4 billion euros procured and uh, on the market for fund managers to, uh, uh, to, to raise uh, private funds with the support of these instruments. And uh, also this would be of the benefit, obviously, of the SMEs that they can uh, strengthening through equity their, uh, their balance sheet. Uh, thank you, Minister. Um, I would like, let's say, to to have also the the international investor, let's say, view. And um, I'm going, let's say, to to Mr. Sarikas. Uh, uh, before the the COVID nineteen crisis, we have been noticing a growing interest for from foreign investors in investing in Greece. The government is is uh, preserving this. Uh, uh, this climate uh, with uh, with uh, pushing the the privatizations uh, with a lot of incentives creating a friendly also investor environment as as much let's say as can be um, first of all how this positive investment climate could be extended to the sector of SMEs attracting the interest of uh, private equities and venture capitals uh, from US, UK, and uh, uh, generally international, how we can make also Greece to put in the in their list of the countries that uh, they would like, let's say, to 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 invest. What what actually the international investors are looking for? Uh, 
to be attracted for the for this particular sector what uh, what we should do about this right thank you uh, first of all for having me here uh, congratulations to capital link for this event i hear 2000 attendees which is phenomenal uh, thank you to his excellency for his input and to ey for hosting this panel um, I believe that when we started investing in Greece uh, around 2018, we were following a decade of recession. And at the time, Greece was turning a page. We were exiting the EU bailout program. And Athens, I believe, at the Web Summit in Lisbon, won the European Capital of Innovation. So you have to understand that in our industry, there is uh, a very big push for capital. We have uh, 1.5 trillion uninvested capital otherwise called dry powder, which is looking to be put to work. And a lot of markets have been very saturated. So from the perspective of looking at Greece from abroad, I'm particularly based in London, uh, Greece offers uh, a very eclectic blend of a country which is still at the inflection point of recovery, but at the same time, it is has the security of a European framework. It has a business-friendly environment, and particularly in uh, these days, and a growing entrepreneurial ecosystem, very much thanks to the people that are in this panel. Um, the country has distinct advantages, be it geopolitical and in a, a favorable climate. But I think we should also consider the cost-efficient workforce. We have a very high ratio of MSc and PhD per capita. We have a very large number of engineering students, which are studying actually in the UK and in the USA, and a lot of them come from very uh, fine institutions in Greece, and they are performed here. So we do have that cost-efficient workforce, and the country transformed the unemployed mathematician to the startup data scientist. And I think that is a phenomenal recovery. Now, going to the um, SMEs in particular, or even a bit larger corporates, I think to be in the radar of any investment fund, being international or domestic, we need to address fundamental pillars of sound business practices and a commercial approach to business. And I will stretch that a little bit. So first we need the security of a solid transactional framework, right? We need the book of law that works. We need a banking system which leverages private investment, particularly for the large buyout deals or for the large transactions. And in the SME space, we need advantageous tax credits, both to corporates, but also to individuals because we want to boost uh, their retention of talent, and we want to have also international talent to consider Greece as a place that can establish a business. Uh, we also need to collaborate with those SMEs. Most of them, as you said, 1.3 um, was the ratio that we gave for full-time employees with business founders to separate ownership from execution and commit them to professional governance. And we don't see that in SMEs. We also see to large family-owned enterprises. Um, third, I think we need to invest in attracting and training professional managers, not necessarily people who come from the family, but professional managers who put best in class systems, structures, or processes to work to create advantageous products and services, not only on the domestic scale, but also internationally. They have that aspiration to become a global player. And they also need to be able to tame the founders and the families to prioritize which is a very difficult thing to do for entrepreneurs. Um, I think last but not least, from an international perspective, there is one element which is a bit distinct, and that is the commercial element. 
any investor rewards the return on investment capital. So putting money to work, what do we get out? So we look to reward profitably revenue growth and transparent cash flows on commercial activities, not necessarily everything else which is not being driven by international trade activity. And I think here is the focus on commercial value creation, which hopefully will realize a successful exit. And I think that's where international investors pay a lot of attention. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Omir. I think that um, uh, it was very clear the the view that you has you have provided us uh, with respect uh, on what basis uh, the international investors could be interested and in, uh, points taken. Um, so uh, uh, I will move to get uh, a bit. Uh, it is a combination of uh, the international view, but also the institutional view. Um, and um, uh, Mrs. Andrea Moraru, I think that uh, can provide us uh, this uh, view, especially on how EBRD contributes to supporting the transformation and scale up in the Greek SMEs given the presence of for the last years in uh, in Greece and also in Cyprus. What is actually the role that can EBRD can, can play as an institutional investor or as a co-investor directly or, or indirectly um, in, uh, in this uh, sector of, uh, of uh, Greek businesses? And what is your experience so far from the Greek SMEs and the, what are the challenges and the lessons learned from and what are your, your plans regarding Greece and this particular sector? Thank you very much and uh, good afternoon or good evening, uh, everybody, depending on uh, where, wherever you are. Um, I'd like to thank very much the organizer and also congratulate for putting together um, such a prestigious event during the very challenging um, circumstances. I'm very honored to, to be part uh, of this uh, distinguished panel, so thank you very much. So um, to, to support the Greek SMEs transformation and their scale up, even we have designed basically a mix of tool, which is a combination between investment and advisory. And we put a lot, I'm gonna talk a bit later about the advisory, but uh, uh, we put a lot of accent on the on the advisory because uh, I think it's very important for the, for the SME to, to, to to receive um, uh, useful advice in, in certain areas that are very important for their transformation. So um, we invest directly in the SME, in the, in the capital of the SME. Uh, also in, invest in, uh, in private equity funds, and I'm gonna uh, talk a little bit later about that. We also co-invest along private equity funds in SMEs. We are providing financing, and we have set up an advisory program, which is called Adv Advice for Small Business, aim to support the SMEs exactly through this uh, uh, tailored advice, advice. So you mentioned at the beginning that um, the importance of the SMEs in the, in the Greek economy, and indeed they are the engine for growth for the Greek economy. And on their transformation depends the change of the Greek growth model that must be based on improving comp competitiveness rather than just credit expansion and domestic consumption. Pre-COVID, the Greek economy returned to growth with improved consumer and business sentiment. However, Greek SMEs remain, remain uh, highly un, un, underserved, mostly due to their size. It was mentioned in the beginning, 97% are, are micro, so they're very small, with up to 10 employees. 
and they are below the radar screen of the international investors. Also, the fragile Greek, Greek banking system has limited resources to support the big investments requirement and will likely to have dedicated resources now and capital to defend against a new wave of non-performing loans generated by the COVID pandemic. So the inability of the traditional lenders to channel finance towards SME and lower mid companies at a time of unforeseen market stress and uncertainty will further exacerbate the financing gap. The investment capital will be required to finance the growth, the growth of the SMEs and the mid-cap companies, but also with knowledge and experience to support their turnaround and improve their competitiveness. And here, uh, in, this, in this respect, we consider investing in private equity funds because we, we see it as an excellent tool to support the development and growth of the SMEs, and we believe they are very well equipped to deploy capital and financially support smaller companies. We invested already 75, uh, 75 million in uh, private equity funds in, uh, in, in Greece, in five private equity funds, two of them are present on the panel. And we have already um, supported uh, 27 portfolio companies um, contributing to the availability and provision of gross capital to Greek SMEs and lower mid companies. The support of EBRD going forward will continue to be critical to the fund managers to further institutionalize and develop capacity in the asset class in Greece. These strategically important segments of the Greek economy remain largely underserved by local banks and limited options exist even for innovative, resilient, export-oriented companies. They may otherwise struggle to secure growth finance from traditional lenders. So as such, we are very keen to continue supporting private equity and hopefully investing a few more funds in the coming years. In addition to investing directly equity or through equity funds, we also provided that financing to a selective group of companies. And we like to see ourselves going forward to support a wider range of SMEs, um, financing them uh, across the capital structure. Through the advice for small business, we have supported more than 100, actually more specifically 105 um, advisory projects for uh, Greek SMEs in various areas, such as strategic and business planning, marketing, e-commerce, operational efficiency, financial management, digitalization, and others. We place a significant focus on promote trade facilitation and extroversion of Greece SMEs through the provision not only of tailor-made advisory services, but also specialized know-how. When in this respect, we organize classroom online export trainings with the participation of more than 200 uh, Greek SMEs. We also provide advisory uh, support for preparation of listing on the Athens Stock Exchange or prepare SME to issue corporate bond, uh, bonds, focusing on aspects such as investor relations, corporate management, financial management, and others. We strive to, find, to provide international know-how to SMEs in important sectors of the Greek economy. For example, we organize some thematic workshops for SMEs operating in the olive se sector, in the wine sector, in the technology sector, with the participation of international uh, industry experts of the EBRD network. We have also adapted our activities to respond to the special needs of the COVID pandemic. We provide all our services to SME now remotely, focusing on services that build resilience, such as relevant advisory support, training on issues such as financial management, crisis response, and others. 
Worth noting that we have also developed a free access to a training platform, the EBRD Know-How Academy, where SMEs can not only fund useful training and information material and issue uh, relevant to crisis response. Our activity in Greece on the advisory side is supported with funds from donors, uh, namely European Union, 3AB, and Greek government for which uh, I would like to, to thank for their uh, support. So, um, through different um, tools that I mentioned, we investment and advisory, we uh, supported more than 250 SMEs um, uh, in the country. I touched very briefly upon the challenges that, that, that we faced, the small size, the highly leveraged as a result of financial crisis, family business, and additional COVID-19 put additional strain on their business model. But this creates opportunities. Uh, these are challenges, but creates opportunities. Um, and um, going forward, I think it's very important in working with, with SMEs. I mean, coming back to the questions on learn, lesson learned, we have to be flexible and um, innovative, um, and we have to be creating, uh, creative in designing instruments that are uh, tailored to their very specific uh, needs. Thank you. Thank you much. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Andrea, uh, for, for your contribution from the side of uh, EBRD. Um, uh, uh, I would like, let's say, now to discuss and have also the uh, the, the domestic view of the, the private equities, uh, um, starting with uh, uh, Mr. Solomos. Uh, what role could the domestic private capital providers like uh, the Eliconos uh, can play in the in the scaling up, uh, in the business transformation and the export orientation of uh, Greek SMEs? And which are the most promising sectors uh, that you have identified so far? Also, thanks so much for the question. Uh, allow me to thank uh, to thank on my part uh, as well, uh, Capital Link and uh, Capital Link team, in order to because of the organization of this uh, event. Uh, as we all know, in these trying times, it's quite important uh, to have the events like that and promote uh, the Greek economy. Uh, again, thank you for the question. Um, in my opinion, uh, uh, private equity plays globally a very important role in uh, providing assistance uh, in growing effectively uh, a company, uh, especially in Greece. And uh, given that um, the SMEs, as uh, Mr. Tsakiris and you mentioned earlier, are the backbone of the Greek economy, and uh, of course, if we have, uh, if we are to have uh, a growing economy, we need to focus on growing the SMEs. Uh, private equity can provide uh, capital, of course, which is the number one uh, service that is provided to these companies. Uh, through capital, uh, the SMEs can invest and become competitive, can invest in uh, assets, can invest in production facilities, can invest in training. Uh, and uh, of course, capital is very, very important for them to be competitive in the global marketplace. As we all know, uh, Greece has been, uh, let's say, uh, not really growing the last uh, uh, 10, 12 years. Um, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Moraru just mentioned that uh, we just had uh, some growth, but then COVID uh, emerged and we lost this growth, this growth. So it's very, very important that uh, the Greek companies can be globally competitive and uh, go after uh, international expansion. Uh, to that uh, respect, again, private equity can be very instrumental in uh, providing the advice for these uh, small and medium enterprises to grow to that direction. 
uh, advice, meaning uh, providing uh, networking opportunities for them to establish uh, distribution channels in other countries and uh, initiate uh, joint ventures or other type of business development exercises in the global marketplace. <clears throat> and of course, uh, uh, the participation of a private equity group uh, in a company can help uh, in other matters like attract talent and uh, attract uh, management uh, and people that usually prefer to work for multinational companies or uh, larger companies. But uh, in a growing business that has uh, institutional investors, I'm sure that uh, uh, talented people uh, would like to join and uh, help out in uh, the growth uh, pattern of a company like, like that. Of course, uh, corporate governance is another uh, very, very important uh, aspect of the equation. Uh, the participation of an institutional investor provides uh, the necessary discipline in a company on a board and a management level to pursue such a growth uh, strategy and uh, going internationally and uh, growing a business. And of course, the participation of private equity provides other uh, uh, let's say opportunities for a company to to tap uh, other services like uh, leverage from the banking sector. We invest uh, usually through equity instruments that enhances the ability of a company to raise additional capital through the banks or to other let's say financial institutions, and that's quite important to grow a business uh, to international level. Uh, we uh, would like to, to get to your second uh, part of the question. Um, we, we like to focus on businesses that have the ability to grow internationally, as you rightly said initially. Uh, so in our experience, food companies in Greece uh, have, uh, let's say, uh, produced significant, uh, let's say, export uh, and growth opportunities uh, based on the fact that uh, Greece is a, is a, is a has a cuisine that's a top 10 cuisine recognizable all over the world. And there are, and given the fact that uh, Greeks have traveled all over the world and have transferred this part of the culture of the country. Uh, another sector is which is very, very important is technology because Greece, if, if uh, is to become, let's say, competitive as an economy, needs to invest uh, aggressively in the technology side of the equation. Unfortunately, the last uh, 10 years uh, with the recession, Greek companies didn't have the means to invest in, to invest in technology, and uh, we are lagging behind uh, compared with our, uh, let's say, European Union and other uh, partners in other countries. So we need to uh, to invest heavily there. So we try to identify opportunities in the technology sector also, but also traditional, uh, let's say, uh, industries that we feel that uh, Greece has a unique advantage of operations like logistics uh, and uh, tourism services. Of course, COVID is, um, let's say, disturbing uh, the normal, uh, let's say, uh, thought on the investment. However, we feel that, uh, you know, soon uh, with uh, the vaccine, uh, uh, things are going to get a little bit to the right direction again in terms of growth of the country and opportunities will arise even more, uh, let's say, indicative. Thank, thank you very much, Mr. Solomon. So to, to complete the, 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 the view and the picture, from the domestic private equities. Uh, 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 Mrs. Eleni Batianaki, uh, what is the experience of EOS Capital so far investing in Greek SMEs? Uh, and what is the level of awareness uh, from the SME world on the PE Capital funding? Uh, what do they think about that? And what are the lessons learned? And uh, what do you see as challenges and opportunities going forward in the post-COVID era? 
Thank you very much. I'm also very honored to be a part of, the, of, this, uh, of this panel. Uh, EOS is a 150 million uh, private equity fund investing in green growth SMEs. Uh, so far, we have completed over the last year four investments and we will soon announce our fifth investment. And uh, from our experience, experience, what we have seen so far is that these companies belong to defensive sectors, such as F&B, athleisure, IT services. And these companies have successfully navigated the crisis, the two crises over the last years. Uh, they have excellent management teams. They have clear competitive uh, and strategic advantages within their sectors and uh, a solid business plan. Uh, these companies uh, of our portfolio, they have an average EBITDA of approximately 4 million over the last two years. And uh, they have very low leverage with an average de net debt EBITDA of close to zero. I think though, above all, it was the, the willingness and the eagerness of the shareholder and the CEO most of the times of the, of, the, of the company to enter into strategic dialogue uh, with us on how to really transform and scale up uh, his or her company. This was key. Uh, now, even though within this environment, we have seen a number of transactions happening with uh, the local private equity funds and the international funds that uh, have looked into bigger transactions. Still, as uh, all the participants have said, the market sophistication and awareness is really low. Especially if you compare Greece, the, the Greek private equity contribution investment uh, with the European levels, uh, the numbers are really, really low. And obviously, the presence of international private equity funds and the trust that the domestic and international institutional investors have shown to us and to the system is uh, really helpful. Still, there is uh, room to grow and to grow and actually the awareness for the, for the market participants uh, has a big gap to reach. Um, in terms of, uh, of lessons learned, um, I think from the experience of, of, this, uh, of these transactions, there are four main areas. The num number one is the, that transactions have a long maturity period of approximately 18 months. This is due to number one, the fact that there needs to be this sophistication and educational process. Number two, we need to have a full due diligence process. And uh, number three, there's this required time that you need to build the chemistry and the trust between the two counterparties in order for, uh, for you to be able to transform in addition to the capital provide that you're going to provide all the other benefits of a private equity investor. Uh, the second area is, as uh, Taki said, is a strategic advice. Um, the companies do not only look for you for the growth capital, but they do value the strategic advice. The ability where they can have a counterparty, a partner in their, in their company, where they can uh, explore their strategic alternatives to see outside their box, uh, to see with a new perspective and build a roadmap for the next phase for their company. Uh, this may have to do with potential mergers and acquisitions, with exploiting synergies within the marketplace, uh, with looking into economies of, scales, uh, of scale, as you said before, that have never really uh, looked in, into detail. Uh, Just cautious of time, they, they, I mean, they, uh, because it is uh, the, uh, 
the bell ring uh, for for uh, for the stock exchange. So, just let's say if, uh, wrap up. Uh, Absolutely, I can I can really wrap up wrap up. And I think the most important thing is to say that we we see the opportunities here in this market. We see that despite this challenging economic environment, the companies that they decide to have an equity partner, they actually not only get the buffer. Uh, that they can really say that they can uh, they can grow, but also uh, have the multiplier impact, as, as as we said before, and allow these companies to grow even within this challenging environment. Uh, the only challenge for me is that the, they have to reassess their business plans and they see their companies outside of their box uh, within this new environment. Thank you very much. I think that was a very interesting. Uh, uh, all the all the positions about uh, let's say the SMEs, and I hope that uh, also the the audience uh, uh, find it uh, fruitful and constructive. Thank you very much, all of you, for for your contribution. Thanks Thank so much. You.